Alright, welcome back. Episode 6, I think, of uh, the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Um, I'm here once again with uh, Tyler. Hey, how's it going? And Marcus. Hey guys, what's going on? And uh, as usual, Tyler, what's the weather like? Well, I'm in Edmonton right now and it's piss and rain. So Ooh, lovely. Kind of more like Vancouver weather. Uh, I think it was like 8 or 9 degrees. Should we so, even tell them what it's like here? I think we no, should. Would that be rude? <laughs> nah, dude. It, it, it's like 22 degrees in Pimentos right now. <laughs> oh, God. Not a cloud in the sky. Uh, beautiful out here. I'm off to Terrace tomorrow, so I'm at least going to be in the province. Ooh, okay. Nice. Getting closer. Getting closer. Yeah. yeah, for you listeners there who haven't been caught up, Tyler's been slowly making his way across <laughs> Canada. Once once we get a visual feed, we're going to have a map that slowly, slowly draws how close he gets to us. Like like the map when you're in an airplane, the digital map on the back yeah. of the guy's seat in front of you. Yeah, oh, that's great. So anyway, uh, let's get dive into our topics for today. Sure. Uh, um, before we do that, oh, we have right. a fake sponsor. Right, yeah. Sorry, guys. But every week we like to do a fake sponsor. So, Marcus, why don't you take it away with our fake sponsor of the week? Sure. Fake sponsor. Again, this is a placeholder for a real sponsor because we don't have any of those yet. If you're listening and you want to burn some money, uh, feel free to send us a message. We'd love to talk sponsorships. Um, Today's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Huawei Smartphones. Just kidding, but wouldn't that be fucking hilarious? Huawei. None of this is legal. Marcus, that's the best one you've had. Oh my god, dude. That's hilarious. Think we can get any sponsorships off of that one? Not for Huawei. You were right when you said you had a good one this week. Oh my god. I wasn't even sure. I was like, this is either going to land really well or it's going to sound awful. Dude, the tagline, none of this is legal. That's so funny. Oh I was God. torn. I was like, should I throw in a joke about the Chinese government or something? But I was yeah. like, you know what? No, I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> oh, so. Dude, that is amazing. Yeah. Again, oh. if you actually pay us money to sponsor you, we will not slander <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, no, we're not making fun of them. We're just making fun of the ones we're never going to land anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can knock Huawei off the <laughs> yeah. But hey, Dollar Shave Club, if you're listening... <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> yeah, the laundromat from down the street wants to talk sponsorships. <laughs> Got nothing but nice things to say. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, holy shit. How do I pivot from that? That's hilarious. Well, speaking of dumpster fires, the Canucks are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Right, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, but uh, as far as that situation goes... Everyone knew they were going to get a I, I mean, from three weeks after the season started, I don't think there were a lot of people that had hope that we were going to make it, or even if we did make it, if we'd win a game in the playoffs. There was no chance. Yeah, no. No. The whole season for them has been a bit of a wash this year. It's yeah. been nice to see, uh, you know, obviously Nils Hoglander come into his own this year and really show his, show off. Same thing with Ole Levy, proving that he's not as big of a bust as people thought he would be. Yeah, well, I mean, with, I think people forgot with him a lot just about the injuries. He wasn't in the minors because he wasn't progressing in the way he was supposed to. It was because he was spending almost half of every season he was on the bench because he had knee problems. Mm-hmm. So hard, hard to be mad at that. It's not that he's not a skilled player. He just got plagued with some injuries. I, I think he will be a part of the Canucks core moving forward. Mm-hmm. 
Sadly, I think we just drafted a lemon. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, you look at who was drafted around him, and it's kind of hard to argue, hey? Oh, no, no, no one's saying that he was the right pick, but he's not as bad as some people like to paint him, I think. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Uh, as far as defensemen and drafts, though, luckily we got Luke Hughes coming up. Oh, God. Um, I'm yeah, not... so uh, every week we like to bring up Luke Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> every week, every few minutes, I like to bring <laughs> up Luke Hughes. He actually just dropped in the potential charts to eighth overall or whatever. Well, that's good because so. the team that looks like is going to be picking right in front of us is the New Jersey Devils. If anyone's mm-hmm. checked the bottom of the standings recently, I know yeah, everyone's been looking know. at the top. Yeah. New Jersey is, I believe, exactly tied with us. They are finished their season, and we have five games to go. Yeah. So, and it, the, I think the Canucks are like four points back of, uh, I forget who's right above them. I think it's like L.A. Yeah, like four points back, LA. Unless unless we actually win a part of the lottery, it sounds like we're not going to be uh, drafting in front of New Jersey. So yeah, uh, there goes some of our Luke Hughes momentum. Uh, speaking of, but let, let's transition to teams at the top of the standings. Yeah, let's talk playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I guess we should mention. Welcome to the playoff preview show. Yeah, should have mentioned that at the top of the. The episode, but yeah, today no, is we the had to get through preview. the Huawei thing first. We didn't have time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, once again, welcome to the playoff preview show. Uh, the three of us have all prepared playoff brackets, and uh, we're going to go head to head against each other. And at the end of the playoffs, we're going to look back at who was the closest to what actually happened and who was the farthest. Winner is going to remind me again. What's what's the prize for the winner, Tyler? Oh, God. Well, we're still kind of up in the air on it, but uh, I think what it's going to come down to is the winner gets to choose some memorabilia for the losers to rock from whichever team they choose. All right. So embarrass themselves on social media. (laughs) Sounds like someone's going to be buying a Brad Marchand jersey sometime soon. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I swear to God, if anyone makes me buy like a Matt Murray jersey, I'm going to (laughs) flip. No, why would we do that when we could just make you get a Jimmy VC jersey? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) The best part is that there's a store dedicated to selling his jersey like 45 minutes from here. Oh my god. <laughs> it would you be know so easy. You know, I will respect the bet. I will respect the playoff bracket. And if I lose, I'll do that. But then I'm burning it. <laughs> I don't Screw even want to sell that to anyone. Screw the playoff bracket. I'm buying you one for your birthday. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> hey, before you do that, I have a season uh, I have season tickets, so we get a discount at the team store. Just hit me up before you go down Oh, there. great. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. There you go. Just light all of the ones in the store on fire so no one has to buy any. Yeah, I don't think anyone's buying them anyway. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to worry about that. Yeah. Okay, so playoff brackets. Yeah, I guess let's take a look at them. Yeah. Our playoff brackets might look com- like hugely different from each other's because of um, the way that the seating might work, if how you have your, your bracket filling out. I have uh, Colorado and St. Louis meeting in the first round because we're going off of the assumption that Colorado will beat L.A., in uh, Thursday, May 13th's game, and uh, Colorado will finish first in the West. So, I think Colorado will beat St. Louis, move on to the second round, and Vegas will beat Minnesota and move on to the second round in the West. I am in the exact same boat Okay. with, uh, with Colorado and Vegas moving on, except for if Colorado loses tonight, and then I have the Blues beating Vegas, but... If Colorado wins, then I'm in the same boat as you. 
I also have the Vegas Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche walking out of that division. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty pretty clear who's yeah. coming out of that division. I mean, <laughs> upsets happen every year. I just really see the difference between these teams being too wide. I, I don't think an upset happens here. But uh, we're all we're all rooting for you, Tyler. Let, let's go Blues. <laughs> yeah, all right. Good luck to them. Um, round two in the West, uh, I have Colorado and Vegas. Uh, and then I have Vegas taking the uh, the West. Okay. Well, I am in opposite there. I have the Avs beating Vegas. And the Avs moving on. Now, b- before I even say this, I just want to say I have this series going to seven games. Oh, yeah. That, that's genuinely what I think is going to happen. These are two strong teams. The only reason I'm picking Vegas to win is goaltending. They've just got unbelievable goaltending, and I don't know if what Colorado has in net can fend off what Vegas has up front. That's fair. But, man, it's going to be close. Yeah. Well, I'm taking Vegas to win that series, too. But I think that offensively, Colorado is definitely more dangerous than Vegas is at the moment. But, uh, yeah, no, I just think Vegas is a more well-rounded team. Out in the uh, east, let's move on to the east next. Um, I have uh, Pittsburgh and New York in the first round, obviously. And I have Pittsburgh easily beating the Islanders. I have a four or five game series at most. And then uh, I have Boston and uh, Washington. I have Boston winning that series uh, in seven games, actually. Okay. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good series there. The uh, It'll be nice because Chara's going back against his old team. Hopefully he can beat up Marchand. Yeah. <laughs> do you think he would, though? Like, Do you think Chara would go in and genuinely bully his old team? That would be so funny. <laughs> I'd love to see it. That would be amazing. I think if there are two, like big strong teams those are the two you know yeah like out of the 16 teams in the playoffs those are the two biggest that will probably be in my opinion i think that's going to be the most physical series with washington and boston um well i actually don't agree but i think it will be one of them and i'll let you know which one i think will be the, the most physical once we get there okay sounds good all right well in that one i have the penguins beating the islanders fairly easily same as jake there but I have Washington beating Boston in probably six or seven. I have pretty much the same thing as Tyler. I, I, I Okay, everyone agrees that Pittsburgh is just going to manhandle the yeah. Islanders. The yeah. Islanders, just they look too 100%. weak right now. Yeah, no. they're, they're not hot. Um, I also have uh, Washington beating Boston. As the resident Canucks fan, I just can't vote for Boston to win a playoff series. So. <laughs> win a game. Yeah. yeah, Washington's yeah, no. going to sweep them. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I still think Bergeron it's going to be... and Marchand are getting injured in the first five minutes of game one. <laughs> yeah, Boston, Boston's just going to forfeit, you know what? <laughs> yeah, Tuka Rask is going to choke, embarrass himself. No, just yeah. forfeit from the playoffs completely. <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Any, no, I, I do think it's going to be a very close series, but I think Washington makes another run. Well, not... Washington moves on, is what I'm trying to say. And then we have that iconic matchup, Washington versus Pittsburgh in the second round. Okay. I don't think anyone is tired of watching these teams go at it. It is so fun to watch the greatest goal scorer of our generation versus one of the best all-around players of our generation. Both of them defined an era of hockey. I think Washington is a stronger team, and I have Washington moving on. You have Washington coming out of the East. Okay. Okay, so in round two, like I said before, I have Pittsburgh beating the Islanders and Boston beating the Capitals. And I think that if Boston makes it out of that first round, I think they can beat Pittsburgh. 
I think Boston, since they picked up Taylor Hall, have been a revamped team. Their, you know, their scoring has gone up. They're physical. They're durable. They've recently got back players from injury. Brandon Carlo's back. It looks like Andre Kasha might be able to return for the playoffs. I think they just they look like a strong team, and I think that they can beat the Penguins and make it out of the East. And uh, I I see Boston, you know, making a deep run. That being said, um, they are playing the Capitals in the first round, and if they get beat up in that first round. Pittsburgh may be able to just walk right through them in the second. And I think that goes for both if the Bruins or the Capitals win. If they take too much of a beating in the first round, it won't be much of a contest. Fair enough. I agree with Marcus on this one. I have Washington beating the Penguins and Washington moving out of that division. Yeah, I guess that uh, that brings us to... Why don't we do... Uh, why don't we do the Central? Let's do Central. the Central. Yeah. yeah, we'll do the Central. We'll leave the North to the end. Yeah. Um, all right, so <clears throat> in my first round... Obviously, we have the Hurricanes and the Predators. Predators will easily handle the Hurricanes. This is no competition. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> are, you, are you really going to... Okay, you realize, you realize that being this much of a homer might make you buy a Jimmy VC jersey. <laughs> You're willing to put your pride aside for that. I believe... Oh my god. That the Nashville Predators <laughs> can beat the Carolina Hurricanes. I know it sounds crazy because they've only beat them once this year. No, they beat them twice this year. And they were the last two games of the year and Carolina had already locked up first place in the division. I know that. However, I just think that the Predators, the way they're playing right now, the confidence level they have, the way that their bottom six are playing, I think that they have some momentum and they're going to they're gonna surprise a lot of people. And I think that, you know, there's a small percent chance, but... I think they can do it. I think they can beat the Hurricanes. So I have them beating the Hurricanes in the first round uh, in the Central. And then the other matchup in the Central, which is going to be... It may be the best series of the first round. And what you were saying before, you said that you thought the Capitals and Bruins series was going to be the most physical. This is the one that I think is going to be the most physical. eh? Yeah, I think Florida and Tampa are both just... They hate each other. Their games this year have all been tight. Interesting, fun games to watch. And I think it's going to be an absolute war. But I see the Tampa Bay Lightning making it out of that series. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great series, though. Well, I am going to 100% disagree (laughs) with your your Carolina-Nashville thing, whatever it is. Your love on for Nashville, I just just can't see them beating Carolina. All right, well, when the Blues get beat by Vegas or Colorado... Hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. To, to each your own. <laughs> it's really fun being the only guy without skin in the game. <laughs> I bet it is. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I have, I have Carolina winning that series. And then I have Florida beating Tampa Bay in the other series. Okay. Do you have any particular reason why you think Florida's going to win that series? I, I think Huberto and Barkov are just going to be an absolute... Like, they're just going to be beasts... This playoffs, I, I don't know. I feel like they just have missed so many times that they're just going to come out swinging. Okay. I have Carolina beating Nashville. I don't have it being an absolute manhandling of Nashville. I think they're going to go to six games. And the thing, and I think what a lot of people are forgetting here is even when you look at the standings, Carolina's a fair bit ahead of Nashville, but Carolina has eight overtime or shootout losses, and Nashville only has two. 
So these teams are a bit more even than people think they are. I still think Carolina walks out of it. Florida-Tampa, man, I went back and forth on this a few times just over the last couple days. I changed my mind a few times. I really thought it could go either way. And I'm going to stick with Tampa Bay uh, moving on. That's partly because I think their run last year taught them a lot about what it takes to move on. Mm -hmm. I think they have some experience that Florida doesn't. Yeah. And honestly, with... Uh, Florida and some of the injuries they have right now, I really just think Tampa is at present the stronger team. So that leaves us with, wait, do all of us have a different divisional matchup for this one at the end? Because I have, I have mm -hmm. Tampa, Carolina. You have... I have Florida, Carolina. And you somehow have Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know what? I have to at least give them a round. I, 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 I get and, that. And you know what? Like I've watched so many of their games this year. And yeah, obviously I am a little bit biased. I just, I think that they can win this round. I think they can beat Carolina. That being said, I think if Carolina does win, they could go on a very deep run. But but I you just, think Nashville's going to stand in their way? Honestly, okay. I, I'll explain myself and then I'll cut this out of the podcast because I, I have to explain it, okay? Okay. UC Soros has one of the best save percentages of the year right now. He's He won't be in the, in the conversation for Vesna, but he should be. He's been fantastic in the back half of the year. The Preds are a deep team. Not a lot of people think they are, but they do. They have really good depth scoring because they don't really have that all-star scoring in the top six. Um, they have experience, which a lot of times gets overlooked, but you play, having, that, having that playoff grit is really important. Um, I think, obviously, defensively, they've always been a strong team, and in the playoffs, defense wins championships. They have certified I just think, tall guy, Eric Goodbranson. <laughs> they have certified guy, Eric Goodbranson. <laughs> I just think that they have, they have the right pieces to make a team that can go far in the playoffs. And I think a skilled team gets beaten by a team that's built for the playoffs. And I think that, that gets proven year after year. And I mean, I have to pick an upset somewhere, and I'm not, I'll probably be wrong, let's face it, right? But I'm not that afraid of being wrong on this one because I think there's a chance I could definitely be right. Anyway, that's where I'll cut it up. No, do, keep it in. That's fair. I like that. It was short enough that it made a lot of sense, and I think a lot of people are going to be asking, what the fuck is wrong with this guy if you don't explain <laughs> yourself? So right. keep it in. All right, yeah, okay, fine. But yeah. Bless the bless the masses with your knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? If there's anyone out there who wants to put money on a dark horse team, that's the, well, they are not going to make it all the way. But... The, to win the first round, I would say... Ottawa Senators. Yeah, the Ottawa Senators. You know, okay, you know what? Quick side note. Have you guys seen... Why the, have they been good? Oh my god. Why their, their record since mid-February has been like third in the north. I know. It's crazy. Did, it's, did you guys see that uh, uh, all those kids go to Stutzla's house and throw all <laughs> yeah. over his fence? Also, this is a weird That's side so cool. note, but did anyone see Stutzla's place? It looked like he was living in, like, community housing or something. It looked really weird. <laughs> well, yeah, it's him, Kachuk, and Norris are all living in the same house. Yeah, it's a frat house. <laughs> Those guys make bank, they're young, they can do whatever they want with it, and they bought a shitty townhouse. Either way, yeah. Yeah, Ottawa is not understanding the concept of tanking here. They're not doing it right. <laughs> they lost all their games at the beginning, and now they look like a powerhouse. Yeah. Well, it's almost like they were just waiting for the right goalie to come around. Anyway, back to the bracket. <laughs> um, that leaves us with the North. No, we never said who we had coming out of the Central, did we? Oh, that's right. We still have the second round to look at. That's right. Yeah, so um, obviously I have the Predators and the Lightning in the second round, and... The Predators do not know how to beat the Lightning. Uh, I don't see them beating uh, Tampa Bay at all. Uh, I see Tampa Bay coming out of the second round and taking the Central. 
I have, well, my bracket is completely different. Anyways, mm -hmm. I have Florida and Carolina going at it, and I actually have Florida coming out of that one as well. Mm -hmm. So I think Florida's going to make a good push. Okay. I have Tampa and Carolina, and I think Carolina is young, they're hungry, and they're just going to want it more. And I think Carolina is going to push through. So... That also means from that division, do we each have a different team in the third round? Yep. 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 Wow. We each have very different brackets. So it looks like this is going to be the one that's going to decide who's going to be buying something they don't want to buy. It looks yeah. like this division could decide it because we're no, all different think, in there. I think we'll see. Oh, God. <laughs> I've got some pretty wishful thinking spots here. But anyway. Left for the north? Uh, no, in the third. And oh, okay. Okay. Um, let's jump into the north then. Jake, do lead it. us off. Obviously, we have Toronto and Montreal playing in the first round. And as much as it guts me to say this, I see Toronto coming out of that first round against Montreal and finally winning their first round in 150 years. <laughs> and um, in the other matchup, uh, Edmonton and Winnipeg, I mean, come on. Winnipeg's just, they haven't even looked like a playoff team in the last few weeks. Um, Paul they Maurice. Lost nine of ten. Yeah, Paul Maurice came out and he said, no, nah, I'm not worried, but come on, man. Your team's looked brutal. You know, it, there is a chance Hellebuck could, you know, steal them a few games and maybe win the series, but I just don't see it, especially with Connor McDavid on the other side. The guy's numbers recently, I mean, they're just out of this world. I see Edmonton taking that in about six. Yeah, we'll, we'll jump into uh, McDavid's stats a little after. We'll leave that yeah. later in the show, but man, that guy's been on a tear. Yeah. Yeah, I have the Leafs coming out of that one against Montreal as well. I just don't see Montreal being able to put up a fight and beat the Leafs four times. And then for the Edmonton-Winnipeg series, Winnipeg, like you said, has just looked awful. So I have Edmonton coming out of that one as well. This hurts me especially. <laughs> because not... So not, dramatic. Not, not, not only... This hurts me deeply. <laughs> it does. Not only am I, like, leading the charge in the I hate the Leafs club, and that's a big club. That's hard to be on top of that one, and I think I am. Montreal is also my second favorite team, partly because of how much Leafs fans hate them, and I really just don't think Montreal is strong enough. I am so sad that Boston and Toronto aren't in the same division again, because I think, again, Boston would have beaten them, but I, I, can't, I can't not give this to Toronto. I, I think they're going to they're gonna walk out of it. Uh, I, I hope Montreal terrifies them the whole way through. I don't know if they will, but I hope they do. And, uh, yeah, I think Connor McDavid is going to beat the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, <laughs> the the other guys on skates behind him might help too. But uh, mostly Connor McDavid. <laughs> so it sounds like we all have the same matchup. Yeah, so the, the North, that's a pretty safe one. Yeah, and I, I, think, think, I think most people who follow hockey have kind of had this presumption for the last... You know, two or three months that it was going to be the Leafs and Oilers coming out of the center, or the North. We made a few pretty loose predictions in episode one or two, and I think I mentioned that Edmonton, I had a feeling, was going to win the whole division. And spoiler alert, I still do. Uh, but Winnipeg was looking a bit stronger back then. Yeah, and, and they've just fallen off. Yeah, they've fallen off. But I, I yeah, not, nothing's changed for me. I, I think, uh, I think it goes to the next round, and uh, Edmonton will take out Toronto. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess that'll lead us into round three then. 
Uh, and this is where it might be a little bit different for each of us because the way that round three works for anyone that doesn't know is that once we have the final four teams, they're going to reseed the four teams into first place, fourth, second place, third. And so, uh, yeah, based on the overall standings throughout the season. So for me, I have the winner of the West playing the winner of the East and the winner of the North playing the winner of the Central. So in the uh, first semifinal matchup, I have the Golden Knights and the Boston Bruins. And in that series, uh, as much as I... You see, I have this one going going the distance. I think this is going to go six, maybe even seven games. I think this is going to be a really hard-fought series. I think it's going to be really high-scoring. But I actually see Vegas coming out on top over Boston in this series. But I think, you know, I think this is probably the series I was the least confident in picking um, the Golden Knights over the Bruins. That's my first matchup. And then in the other semifinal... I have the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I have the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, winning this series in five, maybe six games. I think Tampa Bay is a much stronger playoff team than Toronto, um, and I see that series ending in Tampa's favor. Mine looks a lot different. I have <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> four. I have four different teams than you. So, <laughs> so I think it's safe to say either you or I will be losing this. Yeah, I feel like I'm a lock for second place here. <laughs> so, between the uh, the central and the east is my first semifinal, and I okay. have Washington and Florida playing each other. Okay. And I actually have Florida coming out of that one. Wow, you have Florida making it to the final, eh? Yep, Florida is going to the Stanley Cup Finals. And then out of the West... What is this, 1996? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Out of the West and the North, I have the Avs playing the Oilers, and I have the Avs moving on. So I have Florida against the Avs in the final. Wow. Like, even though that's a relatively legitimate possibility, Mm -hmm. that just sounds so weird. Colorado Avalanche and the Florida Panthers. Because they were both so terrible so recently. Yeah. They both had first overall picks within the last decade. Which I guess doesn't make terrible amount. Like, it's not no, but it's like, hard to believe. But no, you're right, though. Florida versus Colorado. Well, it's a good thing it's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have All fun right. wearing your VC jersey. <laughs> So we'll start off first with, uh, I've got the winners of the West, the Vegas Golden Knights, playing the winners of the North, the Edmonton Oilers. This just sounds like a fun series, doesn't it? These are two elect, well, this is an electric team versus an electric player who's on a team. And I think it's still going to be fun to watch. Who's on a team. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, Dominic Cahoon scored the game winner the other night. Come on, give him some give him, give okay. Him slack. Okay, all right. It's, uh, okay. Connor McDavid has a hockey team behind him. But the Vegas Golden Knights, I think, just pull through here. I, I, I don't see Edmonton overtaking them. They, they don't have the depth to do it. Okay. And then you have Washington and Tampa and the other one? Washington, Tampa. That's right. That's right. I have in the other one. Uh, Washington, Tampa... Again, two very, very strong teams. Both have had success recently. Um, like I said, you thought that uh, Tampa, Florida would be the most physical series. I thought it was going to be Washington was going to have one. Mm-hmm. And as tough as it is, I think I'm going to go with Washington here. Really? Very rarely do you see teams go back-to-back to the finals. Mm-hmm. It happens, but not often. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if Tampa can do that. Okay. So in my finals, I have Washington versus Vegas. Again, I just realized. Again. Again. Interesting. So even more rarely than a team making a back-to-back run is two teams having a rematch within like a couple years of each other. The last time that happened was uh, I think Detroit, 2008, Pittsburgh. 2009. Yeah. yeah. But I have it. All right. So then that leads us into the Stanley Cup final. Bum, bum, and what's bum. funny is, Marcus, you were one matchup away from having exactly the same final as me. If you had picked Tampa over Washington, we would have the exact same final right. matchup. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into it. Stanley Cup Finals. Who's taking it? Who's winning the cup? I'll start. Like I said before, I have the Vegas Golden Knights meeting the Tampa Bay Lightning in the final. And with this matchup, I think both teams are evenly matched. I think they're both, they both have playoff experience. They both have high, high end talent. They have solid goaltending. Their depth is good. And this really just comes down to who do I want to win it more? Because I honestly couldn't tell you the difference between these two teams when it comes down to a playoff series. And I believe the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to go back-to-back and take it. I think they're going to win the series and take the uh, 2020 Stanley Cup in back-to-back years. Wow. Yeah, I know. Um, I think it's, uh, it's, it's not a super crazy prediction, but at the same time, I think... Uh, I don't think it's too far-fetched. No, not at all. They definitely have an unbelievable team. So That you have getting knocked out in the first happen. round? <laughs> well, I mean, they're coming, again. they're coming up against the freaking best team in the league. Yeah, the Panthers. Who, who will, so what, I guess you and I have this in common. We think whoever wins that series in the first round is going to the finals. And if you pick Florida, that's our Stanley Cup <laughs> final. <laughs> like, yeah, I have... Florida playing the Avs in the final, and I think you guys are going to see why they paid Bobrovsky so much money, because he is going to come out and play unreal. They're going to start Bobrovsky, and it's going to be game over, and Florida is going to win the Stanley Cup. It, I just wow. cannot wait for the memes when Florida sets a record, an attendance low record <laughs> yeah. in the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, that would be excellent. And wow! It'll be so funny. you know what? Literally, whoever wins that first round between Florida and Tampa, everyone or... mutually agrees that no, no, I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> nope. Well, between Tyler and I, you know, yeah. like we we think that whoever wins that series is winning the cup. That's pretty incredible. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Hey, Tyler. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. I guess that leaves you. That leaves me. Vegas takes it over Washington. I think Vegas is a bigger and stronger team than they were uh, now that they've been in the league for three years and not like six months. (laughs) I think they've just had more time to build. Like that sounds ridiculous when I say it out loud, but Mm -hmm. it's real. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I just, I think Vegas has made some additions to their team. Obviously Washington has too. I just think, like think about the last time Vegas was in the finals. They had no Pacioretty. Uh, they had no Leonard. Petrangelo. Petrangelo. Like, they, they've added huge names. And while Washington has also added players... I don't even think they had Stone. No, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Th- that's what I mean. Vegas has just improved themselves more as a team. And I think in a rematch, Vegas will take it. Well, there you go. There's our predictions for Stanley Cup playoffs. 
Um, I'm right, these guys are wrong, and uh, you'll see that in a few weeks when the Nashville Predators actually win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> oh but, my god. <laughs> against Honestly, the St. Louis if Blues. if Nashville won the Stanley Cup, I would just give you a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd, if, if the Nashville Predators win the Stanley Cup, I will empty my bank accounts <laughs> and just give the money to you and tell you to invest it in whatever you think <laughs> looks good. Yeah, I will not be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think whatever ends up happening, these are going to be some awesome, awesome playoffs that we will never see again because of the way that the divisions are set up this year. I can't wait for these playoffs, and I know no one else can. Um, but with that being said, uh, that's going to wrap up the first half of the show, and uh, we're going to have a quick word from our big sponsor, and then we'll be right back. Today's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Huawei Smartphones. Just kidding, but wouldn't that be fucking hilarious? Huawei, none of this is legal. <laughs> we'll be right back. And welcome back, guys. Um, so, coming out of the break, let's dive right into some talk about Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid has been unbelievable over the last few weeks and more unbelievable than he usually is. Connor McDavid has 36 points in his last 14 games. Now, to put this in perspective, 36 points is more than the leading scorers of Anaheim, Ottawa, Nashville, and New Jersey have had all season, and he's had it in the last 14 games. That, wow. That, that is next level. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. In 14 games, he outscored the best players on four NHL teams, including your Nashville Predators. <laughs> that is just an unbelievable stat. Yeah, an unbelievable stab. Why are you bring that up? <laughs> they're a defensive team. They, they like to play defensively. That's how they win games. Okay, that's how they're <laughs> going to get all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, apparently. <laughs> and win it. That... <laughs> That is absolutely absurd. Yeah. I just I just read another stat that if you take away Connor McDavid's 33 goals, he's still second in the league in points behind his teammate Leon Draisaitl. Crazy. That's like that's like a and I don't say this lightly. That is a Wayne Gretzky level stat. Wait, you know when they talk about how if he if Wayne Gretzky had never scored a goal, he would still be the all-time leading NHL point getter. <laughs> yeah. That's what that stat reminds me of. That's yeah. You have to be an unbelievably talented and special person to be able to hold a stat like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's the best league in the world. And the guy's, you know, lighting up like it's peewee. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He does. He When you watch him play games, he looks like he's playing in the wrong league. It's hilarious. And you feel bad... For the people that he plays against. Because there's nothing they can do about it. When he decides he's going to score, he's going to score. Well, if you if you ask Jalen Ramsey if it's the best league Oh, my world, God. <laughs> I think he will disagree, but... <laughs> yeah. One one week of Jalen Ramsey in the NHL and Connor McDavid's going to go crazy. <laughs> His girlfriend's going to leave him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, no, he's on, he's on like, a level of his own. It's insane. 
just to be able to do the things he does. And the craziest thing is he may not be the fastest, like, off the start compared to, like, someone like Barzell or something. But what he can do at that speed with the puck is, like, is mind-blowing. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, I, I saw a few people even mention that when Barzell won the fastest skater competition. Was that two years ago in the All-Star game? Yeah. And I, so. I, I said immediately, I was watching it with my grandpa. We were sitting on the couch at his place together, pre-COVID, obviously. And I was looking at this, and I went, and the first thing I said to him was, he might be able to skate faster. He could not handle the puck at that speed. At least not the way Connor McDavid can. Connor McDavid, that's the thing, is he, he's not just fast with his feet. His hands are unbelievably quick. And, you know, the thing for me that I think he's developed this year is, and, and this reflects in his points, is his ability to move the puck at that speed too, right? Like, I've seen so many assists that he gets by creeping his way into the slot, having the defense collapse on him, and then firing a backhand pass tape to tape to Leon Dreisaitl through the legs of a defenseman. Like, he can just... He can fire the puck while moving at a high speed from a dead stop so quickly that it catches the goalie off guard, the defenseman off guard, everyone off guard. And I think that's a big part of the reason why he's had such ludicrous stat totals this year. Reminds me, Connor McDavid reminds me of the hummingbird. Uh, The hummingbird is known to have a brain that processes things very quickly, meaning the world around the hummingbird seems to move slow. And I think that's what Connor McDavid is in the NHL, is his brain and his body moves at the pace of a hummingbird, and we're all just normal people watching him buzz around and move, and you can barely keep up with him. It's like he sees what you're doing in slow motion, and he can embarrass you. It, it, it's unreal what, what he can do, what he's proven he can do. Yeah, just ask Morgan Riley about that one. Yeah, oh my God. It, like he, he came to almost a full stop, then waited for Riley to attack him, and while that was happening, just stepped around him like he wasn't moving. How embarrassing for a Leaf. I know. I was just going to say, I would be humiliated <laughs> still if I was a Leafs fan. There's a well, few other know, things if, on that list, too, you know, actually. If, if we're correct, all three of us, because we have the same prediction, if the Leafs and, and Oil meet in the, in the second round. They'll do it to Riley seven games in a row. <laughs> well, four, far. four games in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of really good players, Eichel might get traded. And by might, I mean he will get traded. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Did you guys see some of the quotes from the press conference that he had in Buffalo? No, I didn't. Yeah, he, yeah, I, I saw them, but uh, refresh the minds of our uh, listeners. You know, usually when they ask a player, hey, do you see a trade in your future? Do you think you're going to be with this team long term or something? They at least pretend like, yeah, I haven't really thought about that. You know, I'm just... Like, e- even when... They want to leave. They say, oh, I'm just focused on now, and I'm, you know, this, and I want to be this for my team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could just pull a straight-up John Tavares and say, oh, yeah, I'm staying, and then go. He, he didn't even try. They are like, do you think you're going to get traded? Have you played your last game as a Sabre? And he kind of went, you know, uh, things happen in the NHL. Uh, it's totally out of my control, all this stuff, but it was like he that is not a player that's motivated to come back in any way. And uh, I, I think he is too valuable for Buffalo to keep because they, they're not going to get anything out of him anymore. I think he's shown what he has, and I think that organization has shown that it will never be a good place for him as long as he's there. And everyone seems to think he wants out, and I agree. Yeah, I was looking at some of the things that he was saying, and 
One of them was that he was not impressed by the way that the team handled his injury. Yeah. And I think the big thing for him is that so much of the conversation had been around he's a good player playing on a bad team, he deserves to be somewhere else, and the play was going to get better. A lot of the, the media, a lot of the um, conversation around that team was about how Buffalo was getting better and that he just had to stick it out. But now that the conversation's turned to more of a issue about the medical team and the medical staff and the medical routines that they were going through to help him with his injury and how soured that relationship is, that could be the nail in the coffin. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big deal that he, he asked for a neck surgery and the team vetoed it. Like, they, they told him originally he couldn't get one, so he got a second opinion from his own private doctor or a doctor he hired who agreed that he should get neck surgery. When he brought that back to the team, they just said no. I don't think that's a normal thing to happen in the NHL, and if it is, it is not a story that goes public very often. So I think that tells you a lot right there. Um, the, on a more interest, well, not a more interesting note, but on another interesting note, the Canucks have been brought up as a name for a potential trade partner for the Buffalo Sabres for Jack Eichel. What does the return have to be from Vancouver? If you're trying to get Eichel, the return is going to be extremely high. You're probably looking at something involving Elias Pettersson. As much as it pains me to say, I think that's the only real piece that Buffalo is going to take in return. Otherwise, you're pooling multiple draft picks and a crap ton of prospects, but they probably want that player who's NHL ready. Yeah, the, the, the problem for me, though, is that, like, the identity of the Buffalo Sabres is just lost, right? Like, if, let's say they did make that trade and they got Elias Patterson, that kid's career is probably just over. I don't see him succeeding with that team. There's there's no one for him to play with there. Um, it, if anything, they would just have to take him and flip him for something else. So I don't think they would make that trade in the first place. I'm trying to look at this from both teams' perspectives. I mean, that, that's the thing, is looking at a player's perspective, you're right, no one wants to go to Buffalo. But at the same time, at present moment, Pedersen doesn't have a say. If we decide he's going to Buffalo, he's going to Buffalo. What Buffalo has asked for as a trade price for Eichel, or the rumor has been, is that the, the trade price is four first-round caliber pieces. The thing is, I don't think Pedersen counts as just one piece. I think Pedersen and Eichel... Eichel is the better player right now, but I think if you're sending Pedersen over, you're probably adding something with that, but not much. Um, this really becomes a debate of whose ceiling is higher. Eichel is one year older. He has two more years in the NHL because he also came in in his 19, or sorry, in his 18, 19 year old season, whereas Pedersen came in in his 19, 20 year old season. As a Canucks fan, I wouldn't want it to happen just because Pedersen is already the face of this franchise. I don't feel like Pedersen is someone that needs a new home. And I feel like for what it's worth, we're better off just to keep Pedersen. Uh, Eichel also makes $10 million a year for, I believe, the next three or four years. I don't see the trade making sense for Vancouver. And Buffalo, I think we can all just agree, is a dumpster fire. It really doesn't matter right now who they're going to bring in. That team is not getting better for four or five years minimum, if not longer. They're going to be a bottom-of-the-barrel team for a long time. Uh, I hope Eichel gets out, but man, I feel bad for whoever has to go back in return. Where do you guys think would be a good place for uh, Eichel to land then? 
any team would be lucky to have a player like Jack Eichel, skill-wise. Uh, we've all heard mixed things about him in the locker room, about the amount of control he demands and, and things, but that, that's also in an organization that's proven incompetency. So it's hard to say, really. One team that I heard was kind of interested in Eichel was Vegas. Do I think that's a good fit? Absolutely not, because Vegas would be turning into the Golden State Warriors of a few years ago. <laughs> so if there was a team that I wanted Eichel to go to, I would probably say something along the lines of like the Minnesota Wild or something. I feel like... He's just destined <laughs> to go to a relevant team after a relevant team. <laughs> no, I feel like, at least with the Minnesota Wild, they have a little bit of an upside. And I feel like a player like Eichel could really help solidify them as like a consistent playoff team. Because they have a fairly strong decor and a lot of young talent with like Fiala, Kaprizov. He's got a twisted knife, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it seems yeah. like a... It seems like a place where players go, and they seem to exceed uh, expectations. Definitely. And that could be a great thing for Eichel. And do you think that a first-round pick is more valuable from the Minnesota Wild than the average first-round pick? It's hard to say, because I have no clue where they're going to finish. But maybe like seven first-round picks. So you think it would take seven years of first-round picks to get Eichel out of a place he doesn't want to be? <laughs> Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's another thing to remember. That kind of takes his own value down just because it's so open that he doesn't want to be there. It should be... That takes his own price down. Funny enough, you, yeah. you mentioned that you'd heard rumors about uh, Vegas being interested. I hadn't heard that, but I was also going to say Vegas. And just because they're a team that's deep enough that if they packaged a few... Um, a few first-round picks, maybe one or, or a second or something. They also have some really good roster pieces that they could send back, but they're a deep enough team that it wouldn't hurt them that bad to then acquire a superstar like that. Um, he's it, Everyone uses the term generational talent a little bit differently. I think he counts. He's going to be a top-10 player for quite a while. Um, oh, absolutely. I think Vegas has the depth that they can afford him and not sacrifice what they have going on right now on their roster. I, I just, I see it working. You said you see them like the uh, Golden State Warriors. Well, they did pretty good for a little while. So uh, I would agree with you. They both have Golden in the name. It makes sense. Uh, I, I, could, I could see Vegas. If, if I was looking at the whole league and trying to pick a team, Vegas would be a highly likely candidate in my mind. Imagine having Eichel, Stone, and like Pacioretty on a line or something. I know. It's just stupid. Uh, plus, plus the goal. <laughs> to me, it just sounds like imagine having Stone, Eichel, <laughs> and insert third name here on a line. <laughs> because, you know, Pacioretty's a great player and all, but he's, yeah, he's definitely not having, the same caliber. Imagine having Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Not quite, but yeah. No, it's like, but here's the thing. That first line, I think more teams than not would trade their first line for that first line. Yeah. So, um, for me, I look at the teams that I think might be interested, and I think about these teams that are desperate, right? They know they're a good team, but they're not good enough 
those are the teams that I'm looking at right now. The teams that don't think that they're going to go into a rebuild. They just think there they might be one or two pieces away from being a really good competitive team. So obviously the Toronto Maple Leafs. Just one piece oh, away. Oh, God. Always <laughs> one, one piece, one piece away. But like oh, that... Oh, my goodness. But that just like limits my field of, of possible targets for Jack Eichel down to a select few teams. And I think the Minnesota Wild are definitely in that group. But the number one team that I can see going after him because they truly believe they're one piece away from being a great team is the Philadelphia Flyers. I think they look at this year as a complete anomaly. I think they have the young talent to trade away for him. I think they have a few picks that they can they can move to get him. And I think that they'd be a good fit for him too. They have old players in the locker room that can you know mentor the young players. He can fit in on a line with Konechny and... I'm not super familiar with their roster, but another piece on that team. I just think that would be a great landing spot for him. Very true. How, how would you feel about this? Eichel, Panarin, and whoever else. <laughs> Panarin and Eichel have similar contracts, if I'm not mistaken. Eichel makes 10 a year. What does Panarin make? Like it's a like 12 little... or 13, man. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little bit more. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. They, they both make a stupid amount of money, is my point. Do either of them have NMCs? At that much money? Doesn't really matter. No, that's true. Because um, that's the thing. I think any player with the no-move clause, I think, vetoes the trade to Buffalo. Yeah, that's true. But you think that the, the Rangers would just straight-up trade Panarin for Eichel? No, no, no. I'm talking putting them on the same goddamn team. I know oh, you are. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I might be in a bit over my head here. I, I don't know. You, you can't think of a team that you think they would be a good fit on? What about Barzell for Eichel? No, because he's the he's the face of that team, right? Anytime they're both at, the faces of their respective teams. Yeah, but like, I think if you're trading away a piece that is the face of your franchise, the piece you get back has to be significantly better. Right. I think Eichel is significantly better than Barzell. I mean, were, wait, were they the same I don't draft, know, man? Were I they the same know. draft? Uh, no. Yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and Barzell went. What? How many like picks? 23rd? 20th? Something like that? In the late teens to early 20s? Yeah, he was in the teens, because I know that the Canucks took Besser at 23rd and Barzell oh, okay. wasn't available anymore. Yeah. Um, that was that ridiculous draft, too. That was 20... 2015? Yeah. yeah that, 2015 that was just draft that. was ridiculous. Yeah. And the Boston Bruins fucking whiffed three times in a row. <laughs> I know. That's... Yeah. They could have had Konechny, Barzell, and Besser. <laughs> And or Kyle Connor. Yeah, I like, was gonna there say were so many picks there they could have had. Yeah, they they would have been a powerhouse for the next decade at least if they hit those three. But well, you know what's funny is I'm gonna relate that comment to the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, they had <laughs> James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and Serge Ibaka. All at the same time. Never put it who, together. Who ended up becoming four of the best players in the league on different teams. Yeah. Yet they just couldn't figure it out. I think they made it to one finals appearance. Yeah, a lot, lot of ways that could go. Yeah. Okay, so this is the part of the show, everyone, where we're going to do our inbox. This is where we ask you guys every week to submit some takes that you guys don't think get enough media attention. And we talk about it on the show because that is what makes us different from the big national networks, that and a couple billion dollars. <laughs> uh, we like to hear from you guys. We want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. We want to interact with you. So thank you to everyone who submitted a question 
or a take. Let's start off. This is his second question. Uh, this is from Satan's Burner account. Uh, devil <laughs> underscore five zero eight eight eight. Bunch of other things. We're just gonna start calling you Devil. Uh, friend of the show, a regular, <laughs> has submitted a question. The one other time we asked him to. Uh, thank you. And he actually submitted a two-part question here. Um, we'll get to the first part of the question being. How would we feel if the Canucks drafted a forward with their pick? So we're going to take a look now at just some of the forwards that are ranked to go, not quite first overall, but somewhere in the top 10, top 15 picks. So I think a few of us are familiar with some of the players in the, in the top of the draft. And personally, um, I like to look at these drafts pretty far in advance and familiarize myself with some of the players. Um, but this year seems to be a bit of an anomaly because the top of the draft is so hard to really look at and know who's going where. Um, anyone in the top 10 could be you know, completely shuffled around or teams could go, could go way off the board this year and we won't know what those players look like or even turn into until years down the road. That being said, there are a few players at the top of the draft boards that we think would be good fits in Vancouver for one reason or another. And I think a lot of people are looking at Matthew uh, Beignet as a really good pick uh, just overall. Um, he's been pretty highly touted on most of the, the scouts' draft, draft rankings. And if the Canucks have a chance for him, I think he would be a good fit, but really just because he'll, he'd be the best player available. After him, this is a really defenseman-heavy draft, so they're, and that's a spot where they could use some more prospects in, so it might not be a bad idea for them to look at defensemen, but in the uh, interest of answering your question to the, to the fullest extent, we can take a look at some of the other picks. Um, if you guys are unfamiliar with some of the other picks, uh, Dylan Gunther has been looked at as going pretty high in this draft, along with Kent Johnson and William Eklund. Those are kind of the, the, the few highest uh, forwards that I've seen in the top 10 pretty routinely. And out of those players, I know they've all had good showings recently, but to be perfectly honest, the only one that I can confidently say I would think that the Canucks could take over many of the other defensive prospects that they've been looking at is the Matthew Beignet pick. Okay, well, uh, the question being, how would you feel if we take a forward? I feel that this draft is Luke Hughes or bust. If we're not getting Luke, trade the first, uh, get an NHL-ready player. Uh, yeah, I want Luke Hughes or nothing. I am personally okay if we did grab a forward. If we could not get Luke Hughes, I would be okay if we fell a little bit and went for Atu Ratti. Okay, the because, original highly touted player dropped a bit. Yeah, he did drop a little bit, but I don't know. I feel like he could come in and, and make a good impact with some of the Canucks' uh, high-skilled players like Pedersen or Besser or even Horvat and whatnot. Yeah, COVID hit a lot of players in really weird ways, and Aturati may have been victim to that too, right? Very true. I think Aturati is going to be a very interesting player to watch because he had such high expectations years ago. So regardless, when he gets in this league, it'll be very interesting to see what he ends up doing. Yeah. Um, there was another part to this question. It's, well, not really another part. It's a second question, also sent from the Devil's Burner account. Um, how do you see the Ian Clark and Travis Green dilemma playing out? Because I can see both coaches leaving. For those who don't know, Ian Clark is the Canucks goalie coach. Uh, he's been widely regarded as one of the best in the league. Markstrom, after leaving, said that's one of the things he misses most about being on this team is Ian Clark. Uh, Demko's loved working with him. DiPietro has said great things about him. Travis Green, everyone knows. Uh, both of their contracts are up. 
And this organization has a bad habit of having really high-end pieces on the coaching and management staff walk away because they don't like the way this organization does things. Everyone remembers Trevor Linden leaving. Uh, shortly after that, we had one of the best medical trainers in the league actually go to the Golden State Warriors. The basketball team? Yes. Yeah. He And he'd had many offers before from previous teams to leave, and he didn't. But once Linden was fired, he realized that Linden was the one keeping things running smoothly. And he left and was somewhat open about that afterwards, that that was why. Uh, shortly after that, Judd Brackett, our lead scout, who was uh, highly responsible for drafting Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, many other high-end uh, Canucks prospects turned players, all left seemingly one after the other when they realized that this organization doesn't do a great job of managing its assets. Um, could Travis Green and Ian Clark be next? I really hope that uh, the ownership and management group of this team is smart enough not to let them walk, but I have to agree with Satan here. I think I can see a future where they are stupid enough to let them walk. And we will get much, uh, we keep teasing it and one day it will happen, you will get the two hour special episode where I just go off <laughs> on my thoughts on this organization and how it is managed and the ownership group. I will go off, and it will be spectacular. We will have to turn the mic sensitivity down a lot. <laughs> and I think, I don't know about Tyler on this, but I think that's about as good as a take as you're going to get surrounding that situation. Yeah, no, I agree with exactly what Marcus said. Yep. I am a genius. Uh, <laughs> moving on. All right, never mind. Ignore everything. <laughs> that's exactly where I was going with that. It's like you read my mind. Um... On to a very special segment that we're doing once and possibly never again, depending on how it goes. <laughs> no, is Jake's topic of interest. Yeah, uh, I just I saw something in the in the news media this week. The and news I thought, media. All right, fine. As opposed to any other kind of media, <laughs> I saw something in the sports media this week, oh. and I thought it would be really interesting to bring up with you guys and get your takes on. So I was looking through some of the the topics of interest within the Vancouver area, and I stumbled upon an article that was talking about how the Oakland Athletics of the MLB were considering relocation. And one of the areas of relocation that they were looking at happened to be Vancouver. Now, obviously, we don't have a stadium, but that's something that we could brainstorm and, and, and talk about. And there would be some other hurdles to jump through. But in terms of a fan base, in terms of a team succeeding here, do you guys think that if there was an MLB team in Vancouver, uh, it would succeed and thrive like the Vancouver Canucks have? Or do you think it would whittle away and die out like, unfortunately, the Vancouver Grizzlies, Grizzlies did? Uh, Tyler, I'll let you start on that one. I'll, I'll pick up where you leave off. I think a, an MLB team could do very well in Vancouver just based off of my experiences of going down to Blue Jays games in Seattle. It's usually 90% people from Vancouver that are down for those games, so I could definitely see us getting a good attendance. For stadium-wise, I mean, this is impossible, but how cool would it be to have a floating stadium on the ocean? <laughs> what the fuck are you on about, man? Okay, we're going to bring the McBarge back and it's going to tow a full-ass stadium with it down False Creek. What the fuck? The stadium is always in a different place. <laughs> 
was, you were the wrong SkyTrain station. You're like, oh, fuck, it's my Stanley Park now. He's <laughs> <laughs> driving around trying to fucking catch the thing. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be late to the game. Jump the Fraser. <laughs> Oh, the ladder! You'll climb down off like the Lionsgate yeah. Bridge or something, or you'll have everyone meet it like a like a boat launch and be like, "Oh, the stadium's here!" <laughs> everyone jump on! <laughs> it ain't slowing down, Dad. <laughs> Great idea, Tower. Great idea. Yeah, have a BC ferry towing it around. It'd be cool. It could be half in Victoria, half here. You get two yeah. different fan yeah, bases. They, they call it the Pacific Ocean Team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, no, I love it. Floating stadium. Yeah. You Let's know what? Go. Yeah, put a cap in it. That's the end of the show right there. <laughs> Please elaborate, Tyler. Please elaborate. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty much all I had on that, but... Um... I don't know. I feel like I feel like that would be pretty cool. It'd definitely <laughs> like be. It would be, yeah. It'd be pretty neat. It would be pretty pretty. It'd definitely neat. be impossible, but you never yeah. know. Big wave comes and. <laughs> yeah, well, that team was fun while it lasted. <laughs> you imagine having a foul ball? The whole stadium turns, and now it's a home yeah. run. <laughs> A guy, a guy hits a line drive, goes over a wave, and all of a sudden it's a home run. They're gonna smoke a fan in the head with it. That's uh, that's home field advantage right there. Yeah, no kidding. Oh my god. Okay. Love now let's idea. get to something that's only slightly more realistic than that. Yeah. Which is Vancouver having a baseball team at all. Right. Um. I'll start off same place with the fans. I think Vancouver can pull the fans to support. Uh, I go to a few Vancouver Canadians games a year. Yeah. Obviously, that's only, I think, an 8,000-seat stadium. Something if like that, that it, it's, it's not big. Uh, great stadium, though. Awesome old ballpark. They've done a really good job of keeping the old features of that stadium alive. Um, uh I've also been to Blue Jays games in Seattle, and man, if you can sell out a stadium three hours away from home, you should probably be able to sell one out at home. But the stadium is a problem. BC Place was not built to accommodate baseball. It has in the past. Uh, people don't remember this. In the early 2000s, uh, the Blue Jays used to play exhibition games here, much like what the Raptors do now, how they go across Canada. And it was just awful. It was not a good experience. They tried their best. Uh, BC Place doesn't work. I have done a bit of research on this. And if you want, I have a very successful TikTok account. Oh and I've God. done a whole TikTok on this. I, I did a bit of um, a conceptualization on this before. And I think a good solution for the stadium would be to demolish the Hastings race course. Because it sits on very valuable land. It's quite central. It would be really easy to run, well, not really easy, but you could run a piece of the SkyTrain out there. Uh, the Pacific Coliseum needs more transit, so does Playland and the PE. It's a great location for a stadium. It's a big enough lot, which is going to be hard to find on its own, and it would overlook the water, the mountains, and possibly part of downtown. Uh, I think that's where the stadium goes, and I think if you run a line of the SkyTrain to it, I think you can get enough people there to sell it out pretty consistently. 
People don't realize this with baseball either, people who aren't baseball fans. You don't have to sell out every single game. This isn't like hockey. A sellout isn't the gold standard. If you're filling 75% of the stadium on a regular basis, you're not in danger of losing your team. Yeah, there's enough games a year that they can sell enough tickets to make money. Yeah, you, you gotta remember, a lot of baseball games too are kind of midday, they're while people are at work. They're not always prime time like hockey games. So it, it's not it's not a necessity to sell out the stadium for, uh, what is it, 80 something home games a year? That That's not the expectation. The expectation is that you put a sizable crowd in there and that it looks like people are interested, uh, which is hard to do because we're talking about baseball here. Yeah, the sport's dying on yeah. its own. I'm mostly kidding. I, I do enjoy I need it for the, the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some nice ballpark food would be nice. We got a Tyler's dog stand. <laughs> yeah. Wobble smartphones to sponsor. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, I, I, I would love to see an MLB team in Vancouver. I could definitely be one of the people that would say I would buy at least a partial season ticket package, split it with some family. I think you could have a lot of fun there. Uh, baseball tickets also tend to be a fair bit cheaper than hockey tickets because, again, there's more seats. You don't need as much revenue per seat. It's a really fun group event. There's a lot of spaces where nothing is happening at all, so you get to talk a lot with the people you're with. Mm -hmm. uh, don't go alone. Go with people. But if you do, it can be very fun. Agreed. And if it's on the water, it'll be even... Yeah. <laughs> hey, catch a ball game in Vancouver, you get off in Victoria. It's yeah, right. a fun little trip to the island. It'll yeah. only cost you less than a BC Ferry ticket. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right about that, though. Yeah. But uh, I uh, guess with that... Speaking of things that are out of yeah. left field... <laughs> yeah. oh. but, uh, it's time for Tyler's surprise, surprise headline. Do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> Let's do it. Tyler's surprise headline. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I made myself, or I made my way on the wrong side of the internet. Okay, like, wait, wait. Man. Hang on, hang on. We got we to take a pause here. What are we okay with airing? Because I don't know if things from the dark web are going to be going on this show. <laughs> <laughs> you know no, what, Tyler? We'll, we'll you know be what, Tyler? okay. Just we'll bring okay. it up. And we'll edit it if we need to. Even if, it's really if, if we end up saying, you know what, sorry guys, there was no Tyler surprise headline today. <laughs> You'll know why. Okay. Yeah. No, it'll, okay. it'll be in the uncensored version of the show that comes yeah. out sometime down the down the line. We'll have we'll have it's like a paid bad. portion of the show that you can subscribe to, <laughs> where you get just Tyler's hot takes about really messed up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he finds randomly all over the internet. <laughs> And yeah, since it's Tyler Surprise Headline, it'll either make you laugh, it'll make you cry, or who knows what it'll make you do, but uh, it's Tyler Surprise Headline, so let's get into it. Alright, so I made it to, an inter let's just say, an interesting side of the internet. You clear your search history? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Right. You guys are obviously familiar with OnlyFans, right? No. Wait, no. What? We have, we have no. girlfriends. We don't know. I've never heard of this <laughs> website. All right. Well, <clears throat> there's this pregnant mother who plans to live stream her giving birth oh. on her OnlyFans. Oh, God. For $10,000 per person. Wait, okay, <laughs> hang on. Hang on, no, no, I'm still... Are you telling me there's more information? Because I'm, I'm still wrapping my head around what you just said. 
Oh, yeah, there's more information. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> She's had people actually DM her offering her $10,000 for her to video it. So that's kind of the reasoning why she's going to put it up there. But from my understanding, this girl is kind of uh, a whack job. <laughs> well, no. You would have to be. <laughs> no, so far everything you sound about, so far everything you said makes her sound like a real straight shooter. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, she's... $10,000. Um, yeah, she's where, currently where, expecting where her fourth child. From? Fourth child. And claims to have made $40,000 by sharing her photos and stuff. Her pregnant photos on her OnlyFans account. So this is like a kink that people have. Yeah. <laughs> this oh is the weirdest. God. It's like yeah, a pregnancy fetish, one. I guess. Yeah. That is the weirdest one. <laughs> Congratulations. You people that have paid $10,000 to watch a woman <laughs> give birth online. You win the award of having weirdest kink. <laughs> oh my god that's fucked oh my god actually nope you know what i just heard a thing she's upping it to fourteen thousand because she's had that much interest holy shit wait it's where do these guys get this money from my god the person who would be willing to spend that money on that wouldn't have that money anyway you know what i mean like when you think of people that are weird enough to do that they're probably not capable of holding down a job either. So, can we expect a lot of bank robberies? I would that, think so. Is that a fair assumption? Jeez. Hey, uh, I told oh. you my headline was going to be a surprise. And I bet you didn't see this one coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a surprise, <laughs> all right. That was a surprise, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, well, time to go empty my bank account. I've got a, a <laughs> yeah, video to watch. <laughs> Yep, so uh, you, you'll know where to find us for the next week somewhere on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, that's going to put a cap in it for this episode. Um, it's been a good one. I'm Jake, it's Tyler and Marcus. Make sure you can find us on Instagram, uh, Vancouver Boys Podcast. Uh, make sure to follow, I don't know what his name is, uh, his Marcus's uh, TikTok account. I think it's called Canucks it something is Canucks other. videos. You can also look up Life of a Canucks fan. I will come up under either. It's an excellent account. Make sure to send us your questions, your hot takes, uh, anything you think that needs to be talked about more. Send it to us. We'll bring it up on next week's episode. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot more talk about the playoffs, about the teams that missed, about the teams that made it. And, uh, yeah. and we will update you on that birth video. Oh, God. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we might have to. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me. See you on the next one. Peace. Peace.